Welcome back to She Prop Talk. I'm Beverly from Down in Creative Studios, and today I have a couple of amazing guests, and we're going to be talking more about costume contests. Today I have Tiffany from Pros and Cons Cosplay. Hi, Tiffany. Hey. And I have Mandy from Tekka Cosplay. Hello. Hey, hey Mandy. How are you doing today? It's cold. Or, I'm good. Or tonight, <laughs> I guess. It's evening for everybody. We're, we are spread across the country right now. Um, so we're all in different time zones. Yes. Yay, technology. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, large country. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for joining me um, to talk a little bit further about this subject. We had uh, my last episode, I had caused... Um, Cowboy Crunchies talking with me about cosplay contests. And I am really excited to extend this conversation with the two of you because you two are experts in um, not just cosplay contests and being competitors, but I also have Tiffany, who is the founder of the Cosplay Contest Support Group. Yeah. So Tiffany, can you tell me a little bit about the Cosplay Contest Support Group, like what is it? What inspired you to create this group? Yeah, good question. So I I, I wanted a group, of a place where we could just kind of talk with other people that were like-minded in the contest scene. I've been cosplaying for a really long time and doing contests for a while too, but I just kind of felt like all of our, all the other competitors were kind of fragmented around the internet and it was like really mm-hmm. hard to get specific information from different people. So having one group where we could all talk together was really awesome. So I thought, why not make a Facebook group? There's Facebook groups for everything. And uh, so it was partially that. And then partially I saw a lot of misinformation about how costume contests are run and what goes into costume contests, kind of a lot of information going around. And so I was like, it would be really great to have one space where we can have people that are seasoned competitors, newbies, judges, contest runners, that we can all get together and just kind of talk and discuss about the community, what cosplay contests, what you should expect at a cosplay contest and really kind of break that down. There's a lot of people that are afraid of competing and like my other hat is that I'm also one of the um, admins for the POC cosplayers group. And I noticed mm-hmm. a lot of people in that group were also afraid of competing, competing and what costume contests meant. So I thought this would be a really great way to both extend my love of it, diversity and inclusion and then also cosplay contests and get a bunch of different people that are professionals or I shouldn't say professionals, but very seasoned folks together to have these conversations. Yeah, I think it's a really important resource that um, that you are providing. Um, and this is on Facebook, is that correct? It is, yes. It's a Facebook group. Okay, perfect. Um, uh, can anyone join? You can. Is open for- ask, yeah. It is. We just ask that you're you know, a cosplayer um, interested in cosplay contests. I have intro questions that you know, make sure that you're not a terrible human being. I have a zero tolerance <laughs> for bigotry and discrimination mm-hmm. whatsoever, so... Those are really the two requirements that you're in, an interest in cosplay contests and, you know, not a bigot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to, to see more groups um, requiring that kind of thing. It's, 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 it's be, trying to make that culture a little bit, well, a lot less tolerable. And um, it's really important. So thank you for, for furthering such a fostering such a wonderful community um so yeah i was poking around in the group um somebody in the she prop group turned me on to uh your group and um i was really happy to find it because i don't think that there are a lot of resources for people who want to compete um out there uh, it's certainly not people that you can just go in and ask questions or um, um get help from people who are experienced um like you are and so what are some of the what are some of the frequently asked questions and topics that you see a lot of people bringing up in the group? Oh, boy, there's quite a few. Um, yeah. <laughs> <I bet>. yeah. <laughs> the biggest one we get are what are judges looking for in costume mm-hmm. contests? Um, and I think you talked a little bit about that last week about what judges specifically want you to do to make a successful costume. Um, what sandbagging is, which there's a couple of definitions. <laughs> <laughs> it was like we answered yes. a sandbagging question once a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then maybe... Um, Colored contacts. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my oh yeah. Contacts. Really. I think that wraps into the what the judges are looking for, like how are you being judged kind of thing. The accuracy mm-hmm. question. Uh, mm-hmm. What goes into a, uh, what is it, a, like a work in progress book used to be a big one. So eventually just made a mm-hmm. post and pinned it to the page. This is what goes in a progress book. 
we don't have 50 mm-hmm. questions a week asking about that. But um, yeah, I think those are probably the big ones. Mandy, you might, do you notice any, did I miss one? Um, presentation occasionally comes up. Usually, yeah, I would say presentation. Um, sometimes we, I, I, it like, it goes in waves. It's kind of interesting because we'll get, well, and I don't know if it's, you know, people start thinking about it because they see someone else post about it, but we usually get like get the same topic, I feel like, for a month and then we mm-hmm. kind of move on to a different topic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a couple of months ago, it was all about how, how do I do my presentation? How do I do a skit for this? What do I do? What do I not do? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is mm-hmm. partly about what judges look for, but sometimes presentation seems to be a, a topic all unto itself. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when you say presentation, um, are you referring to um, someone putting together a skit for a masquerade or or the presentation, meaning what they what they're bringing to the judges when they're being judged? For their, I mean, yeah, for yeah, both. Minutes. I was more talking okay. about presentation on stage. Um, oh, OK. OK. But yeah, no, but we, we certainly do along with the progress books. We, we do get, you know, I especially like people who are like, I'm shy. I, I'm scared of, of choking while in the <laughs> while in the judge's room how do i how do uh-huh. i not get too scared um, yeah but yeah and maybe also i i'm a cosplayer who like i'm a competitive cosplayer who loves presentation so i tend to zero in on those posts so that might be more <laughs> my selection bias of be like ooh, something i can respond to no i think yeah. so. i think you're right that right on they do ask a lot about like how do i work my costume on stage how much of this is actually going to judging you know yada yada mm-hmm. back and forth people that are question there's different types of contests there's so many different types out there and people that are like well what if my performance isn't good what if I'm a crafter or what if I'm a performer not a crafter like which one gets weighed where and how do I compete and how do I impress everyone so yeah we Mm -hmm. get those questions often yeah yeah it's um cosplay contests are so vastly different depending on where you are and what how big they are and um how long they've been around for and who is drafting up the cosplay contest rules um can you can we talk a little bit about um, the creation of the cosplay contest rules um, because they are so different? And what have you noticed that has changed over the last um, handful of years? Because I know that you both have been doing this for quite some time, so um, yeah, interested think- to see your your opinions and your your thoughts on that. I th- it's so it's so different. And then when I first started competing, like at first it was like, okay, well if you like if you've won an award than any kind of award, then you're in this category. But now it's a little bit more nuanced. So if you have, you, I guess we should start with kind of the conversation about classes, um, beginner, intermediate, or masters, as it were. And uh, it, it used to be just like, if you've won anything, then that puts you up in the next highest class. So if you're a beginner and have won any kind of award, now you're an intermediate. But now we have a little bit mm-hmm. more nuance. Um, so if you've won like a judge's choice award, which is a minor award, maybe you need a couple of those before you can move up to the next class. And I think that helps because we have so many different types of competitors coming in at all different levels and every convention is different in how they rank things. So somebody that wins, like, I don't know, uh, a judge's choice award, it's kind of unfair to pair them against somebody that's competing for a really long time. So it's kind of nice to have some more nuance in there. Um, I wear a, I'm a director for actually a couple of conventions for cosplay contests. So I've had the pleasure of writing rules. I'm a rulesy person in real life, so I kind of like them. But like you have to negotiate what's happening in the culture and then also maintaining integrity of the contest. So and then what's good for your region and your area. So, for example, Mandy and I, we had this conversation a while back about the co- the cosplay culture of the area. I'm in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I'm in Kansas right now. And I think by and large, we tend to be craftsmanship focused here, but maybe on the east and the coasts, performance sometimes tends to be a little bit more of an important factor. So uh, I, this is just kind of my just my observation for what I've seen. You can totally correct me if I'm wrong, but I've just seen more. We tend to focus a bit more on craftsmanship here in the Midwest, I think. Um, not that there aren't performance awards and that they're not perfectly great performers here. Um, but uh, so then, you know, my upbringing is all craftsmanship. So we kind of make the most rules for that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think it depends on what serves your community. So what works for my conventions won't work for Mandy's cons and for what works for like the big ones like San Diego Comic Con. So you have to kind of keep all that stuff in, in, in mind. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people are frustrated when, when they go to a convention and it's, the rules are totally different or somebody wins when they think that it's, you know, that shouldn't have been that way, which happens all the time anyway. But, um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I, but you know, I don't, I think, I think there's actually, I think having a bunch of different contests is a good thing. Um, and I know it gets mm-hmm. frustrating, but on it to, to be completely frank, if you've read the rules, like you should have, you should know exactly <laughs> what you're getting into. Like if you read the rules and there's nothing in there about, you know, this is how you register for prejudging, or this is how much of your costume mm-hmm. you have to make to qualify to enter. Then you're like, okay, we're going into the wild west. It's whatever anyone brings up. Um, and you know if that's a contest for you or not, but by having a spread of different contests, and yes, I understand that traveling is, is, you know, not everyone can do that, but cosplay is kind of, you know, not everyone has the ability to do that. So contests are even more a little bit of that. Um, but that, that, that gives a spread for, you know, people who don't want to make their outfit. They just want to be able, you know, um, I have a couple of friends who were like, all they wanted to do was dance. They loved love live. And all they wanted to do was have a stage and a way that they could make, you know, a presentation, a dance presentation that Mm -hmm. they could do on a stage and contest was the only way they could do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you find a contest that is fine with you. Oh, no, we taboed these and we'll totally tell the judges, but we still want to be able to show ourselves, you know, show our dances mm-hmm. off that we worked really hard on. And having a mm-hmm. spread hits that many more people and that many more cosplayers because there's so many um, aspects to cosplay that people can mm-hmm. enjoy in different ways that by having a spread of different contests, you can hit all of those as well. Even if they don't win anything, even if it's just a show off. Um, yeah. And be able to should say, you know, this is what I love. This is the fandom I'm in. And I want to, I want to, you know, celebrate it with everyone. It's a great place to do that. I totally yeah. agree with you. Like not every contest is for everybody and that's okay. If you don't like one contest, there's probably another one that's going to suit your fancy. So just go there. Uh, right, but just, <laughs> and Tiffany and I have talked about this too. Just because a contest isn't for you doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It's just, it's not right. the right fit for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are some bad yeah. ones, but sometimes it's not always the fact that the contest is bad. That is true. There are definitely bad contests. But yeah, and, and this is another thing that we answer in the group a lot too, is like, you know what? If you don't want to do this this way, then don't enter this contest. Like that's, the rules aren't going to change because like two people don't like the way a particular contest is structured. Unless it's fundamentally flawed, like makes no sense. The rules don't make any sense. If it's just a cultural thing or a thing you're not interested in, just go to a different mm-hmm. contest. And yeah, like Mandy said, Traveling is not for everyone, but, um, you know, cosplay contests are a self-elected kind of thing. You don't have to do it if you don't want to do it. And if you can't do it and that's okay, find another element of cosplay that you can do. But I think you save yourself a whole lot of salt and anger and stress and consternation if you just read the rules first and know what you're getting into before you start signing up. Right. Rules are, are there so that everyone understands and they're all on the same page. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who, um, so this is something that has come up a lot in the SheProp group. Um, and again, it, this kind of thing happens in waves. We get this question maybe a few times a year. Um, but the whole question about original characters, when you're talking about um, uh, costumes that are entered into the contest and when there's an accuracy scale, how does, and I know that this has to do with the rules and everything as well, but can we talk a little bit about original characters and including those in contests? That is a good question. Probably the, one of the most hotly debated dead horses we beat in the group mm-hmm. all the time. And this <laughs> yeah. is my opinion. And I think it's, I would say, uh, well, there's a lot of different opinions on this one, but this is my stance is that there are two different animals. You've got the recreationists who are recreating a work from a source material, either I mean, I think we could talk about accuracy later and what that means, but basically recreating based off of a uh, licensed or character that has intellectual property versus an original design that somebody has come up with out of their own head. They're just mm-hmm. two different animals. Because if you're doing a recreation, you are set by the parameters of that piece. You can't just mm-hmm. randomly change your mind to add wings or put lights on it if, you, if it doesn't make any sense. That's right. different than if you're creating your own piece And you can really, halfway through, you can decide, oh, you know what? This isn't working for me. I'm going to completely change everything and then start Mm -hmm. over. And you can just say, well, this is part of my original piece. And it's not to say that one is better than the other. I don't believe that. I think that they're both different skill sets. But comparing them is like apples to oranges. And it would tick off the recreationists to have to go against somebody that could have infinite customization ability on an original character. And then the original character component, there's nothing to really base it off of in terms of accuracy, which is what a majority or a good portion of the, of the, uh, you know, the, the uh, judging goes for, for recreation. Mm-hmm. They're just two different mm-hmm. animals. And to yeah. avoid that, it's just better to keep them, keep them apart. And I think yeah. that cosplay contests are changing and we're seeing more contests that allow that. 
Um, but mm-hmm. I do think I, I'm comfortable saying a majority of conventions have per, are lean towards recreationists because it's mm-hmm. easier to judge. You've got a source material that's right there. I'm not saying that it will never change, but I, I do think that we're at the place where, you know, they're just two different animals and to just avoid the argument altogether, they should just be separate. Yeah. And this you... is going to be interesting because I'm going to disagree completely. Ooh. Oh, here we go. I, I, um... I... No, no. But I mean, and, and it's not, I and this it. is the great thing of like, this is part, partly cosplay is kind of like just the wild west for so long that it, how you kind of think about contests and how contests are run and, and your thought process about it is so heavily regional and based on your experience of cosplay in the community, you like, I don't want to say you grew up in, but yes, you grew, you, you as a cosplayer, you, you kind of grew up in and got shown the ropes and how things worked. Um, in Colorado, where I uh, came up as a cosplayer, it was heavily, heavily influenced by the ICG, which is the International Costuming Guild, which was kind of like, the costume contests before um, mm-hmm. anime conventions were really decided they wanted to go that way. And when I remember on the the podcast you had last time, they were talking about how sci-fi cons really didn't want anything to do with um, mm-hmm. anime conventions, partly because of the crowd and the fact that it was so much younger. And um, in our in our region, it was also that our sci-fi con was just like, look, our contest is for the audience. It's not for the costumers. We don't care if you made it. We don't care if, you know, how much time you spent beating. We just care if it looks good on stage. It entertains right. our audience for an hour. That's all we care. I don't, we're not doing craftsmanship. We're not doing that. Whereas um, if you've ever been to something that the International Costuming Guild runs, like Costume Con, there's like seven different contests. And you're they're like divided by, you know... Um, recreationist versus original creations versus historical where they expect you to hand sew everything if that's how it was done or (laughs) you know everyone makes one thing everyone has the same pattern and you all make something based on that same pattern and you just see what everyone comes up with yeah it's great Uh, that's kind of fun it's amazing and it's they're almost always unless it's on like california um they're almost always fairly small but Anyone you walk through in there is just a master level craftsman almost everywhere. Um, So it's, it's a very, I came up with that mindset and I got exposed to that very, very early. And in, in ICG original creations and recreationists are often in the same one, unless you're purely historical. If you're like, if you're like, I'm recreating an Elizabeth, you know, Elizabeth, the first portrait by hand sewing they're like okay we've got a historical section please go over here um but otherwise if you're like a recreationist which is what most cosplayers are and a recreationist you know you have as tiffany said you have like something to go off of you're not designing it yourself they are Mm -hmm. lumped in with people who make their own original designs and it's just like battle it out Mm -hmm. and i think that comes down to um part of that comes down to your judging criteria and Mm -hmm. the difference that how was it explained to me because as as a cosplayer i had only done recreationists and only done costumes mm-hmm. like that so when i went to that i was like how how does this work how do you even what the brr? they've got like some yeah. awesome crystals glued <laughs> onto every square surface and i'm a character <laughs> from final fantasy 9 so <laughs> just right. did, what is what is going on and um you know, they kind of explained it to me. It's look, you can, yes, they have the opportunity to make it however they want. They still have to have reference for material. They still had to have inspirations that they were going from. And they had the added pressure of if a judge looks in something and because how many times have we looked at a cosplay and looked at something on a character and be like, that's dumb. Um, why would you have that? <laughs> right. And you're right, like, well, exactly. if that character has that, it's the stupidest thing, but I guess I'm going to try and make that attempt. It might not be exactly that. I might have to change it because that's not physically possible. But, right, right. Um, but you have that ability to be like, because that's what the art says. And the judges go, yep, you're right. That's what the art says. Okay, I guess I can't say anything against that. Versus if you design your own, the judge can be like, why is this here? And they're like, oh, right. I put it there. And then the judge is like, well, your design is not great. I'm taking scores down for your design. So yeah. um, I think it's just a mindset again, but that goes back to what is your cosplay community looking for? Not every community is looking for that type of, um, or has the judging, the people who have enough experience with that type of, of you know, how, how do you weigh those two things? Um mm-hmm. And I think I think it's kind of like a, a, when there was it's not recent, but a while ago there was a big hoopla about, you know, how do you how do you judge 
a, you know, the sewing versus the armor because they're different scales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And some That's cons decided that, yeah, some cons too. decided they're yeah. just going to, we're going to split it up. And some cons are like, no, it's, it's still craftsmanship. It's different techniques, mm-hmm. but it's still the basic craftsmanship. It's just like wigs and sewing are completely different, right. but you're still going to judge those on the same person. Um, right. But I think, it, again, it comes down to community and what, what your judging panel is and how how you want to go about that. So I'm uh, original characters. I'm all for, um, especially since it gets into such gray zones of like, okay, well, this is a Cinderella inspired kimono. Okay, well, it's kimono. So is it <laughs> Japanese inspired historical? Or you could say, you know, it's a historical. Um, if you're going to a cosplay, you could say, okay, well, it's a historically inspired Japanese, you know, from uh a kimono, like an empire, uh, an emperor's kimono type of thing mm-hmm. that you could mm-hmm. go into. Um, with everything, there's a lot of gray area, but original creations sure. don't bother me at all. Yeah. Well, I guess that brings me to one of the other things I wanted to talk about was the... So there are judges that are selected by the convention staff. There's somebody on the convention staff that, that contacts people and says, hey, do you want to be on a cosplay contest judge? Um how important do you think that those decisions are? Because it, and, and how seriously do you think that those the the coordinators? I mean, are they all kind of in on all of this? Do they all know a lot about these kinds of very, issues? Yeah, your mileage may vary. I will say I have, I, I like I said, I direct a couple of shows, and my degree of control over who comes to judge is varies between them. But I would say mm-hmm. the judges you pick is absolutely critical to having a good show. Mm-hmm. They were up. Mm-hmm. To- 100% for everything, I would pick people that were only master level crafters and mm-hmm. or, or master level at whatever the criteria is, be that performance or craftsmanship because you don't mm-hmm. want to have somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about judging your costume. One that affects yeah. the of the show and it affects their ability to be able to give a good, you know, provide a good service to the contestants. Um, right. want to or at least provide us. Oh, sorry, I interrupted I you. <laughs> I get on a tangent. This one I, is a deep, deep feeling for me. <laughs> like having terrible oh, sure. judges ruin your contest. I, I think mm-hmm. everyone that's competed for a while has had the experience that they've had a terrible judge. And you're just mm-hmm. like, why are you here? If I know, well, I, I feel like by and large, you should be at master level because a beginner should not inherently know more than the, the judge mm-hmm. person judging them. It can happen, of course, but you want to be able to hit as many areas of like expertise and knowledge in an area. You don't want a complete beginner coming in judging your costume because they're not going to know what to look for. Uh, I also look for people that aren't pariahs to the community. Like if you're annoying or terrible or rude or a bigot, I don't think judging my show. So (laughs) I want people to come in and feel like they can't be safe or it's not a fair um, environment to to show, be vulnerable because that's what it is. You're vulnerable. You're showing your craft in front of people, strangers oftentimes, or sometimes you're you know, your idols or whatever. You want people that are going right. to be create a good, comfortable environment for people to be judged in. So I think yeah. the judges you pick at a show are critical. Now, that mm-hmm. being said, uh, putting on my show in her hat, not everything <laughs> lies with what you want it to. <laughs> Sometimes I, you don't always know who the judges are going to be until after it's time to register. So for a fact, I know mm-hmm. there's several people out there that if I knew they were judging, I would drop out of the contest just because I know they're not good at it. And but that's not always the case. So I think the job your your job as a showrunner is to create a credible show where you've had a history of, of inviting judges that are good good at their job, good good members of the community, and can mm-hmm. provide that service and aren't you know show buddy. I've, I've got so many stories about terrible judges, but <laughs> you, <laughs> so create a good so, environment. Well, let me ask you another question. Both of you can um, please uh, chime in here. Um, what constitutes a good judge and what constitutes a bad judge. And we talked kind of extensively that Cowboy Crunchies kind of went over what they would think a, a, would, would be a, a good, well, I guess they were talking more about good, um, good contestants. Um, but yeah, if you could expand just a little bit about like, what does that mean? A good judge versus a bad judge. You got to have skills. You can't be a judge and not have a skill set. Um, I think Sometimes can shows get into the habit of inviting people that are the most famous or have the most cosplayers or just like just generally good in the community, which is fine for some elements, but you wouldn't want that person judging your craftsmanship if they don't know how to craft. So I think that's first and foremost. Um, when I'm being judged, I like my judges to get up and look at my seams. I threaten more than once. Mm-hmm. If you don't look at my seams, I will lay on the table <laughs> and I lift up my <laughs> seams for you to see. I wore pants just for this <laughs> in case this happens. Like it's my real threat. <laughs> you got to look at my stuff up close. Um, of course, there's like room in, in there for people to get a disability or something, but 
I was that in general, they should be examining your stuff up close, um, asking important questions they need to ask it. Uh, I like judges that are, you know, friendly and approachable. If you're kind of standoffish and rude, like I feel like that creates an uncomfortable environment for people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's generally what I look for. Um, I would say all of that. Yes. In fact, I've been under Tiffany's skirts and seams many times. Um, <laughs> but I would also say if you're looking for the ideal, you should have a spread of talents because most cosplayers, you know, they have they have something they're really good at. They can do, especially master craftsmanship, they can do everything, but they don't necessarily enjoy doing everything. Oh, sure. So uh, they yeah. don't do it if they can get away with it. Um <laughs> So I think having a spread of talents is really, really important. I also think there's a difference between crafters and competitor. Or like I say this, people who are really good crafters are not necessarily competitive cosplayers. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that it's very important that, yes, someone might still be able to make something really well. And you can certainly have them on the panel. But I think it is vitally vitally important you have someone who has done cosplay contests for a while has run the Mm -hmm. cosplay contest circuit has gotten Mm -hmm. out of their state and tried many different levels and many different places uh, because it's it's a niche it's you know just like photo shoots just like social media cosplay competitions attract a very certain type and there's considerations that you have to make for a contest that you don't make on a costume otherwise and i think it's Mm -hmm. important to also have someone with that eye in it that's looking Mm -hmm. for those type of adaptions and can either appreciate or pick them out right away yeah those are excellent points i hadn't even considered the some of the things you just hit on that's re- this is really good information. Um, I'm like, uh, you can't see me because we're not doing video chat, but I'm like, I am at the edge of my seat, just like, oh, yes, I'm absorbing all of it. And I haven't competed for, I haven't competed for a while um, because I, I just, I, I enjoy having that time at a con not competing. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but now that we've been like, we've been, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, WCS was the first time I'd competed in nine years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because oh. I was doing I was doing industry events for so long. Yeah, so I started competing in 2000. That was when my first competition was. Um, and then oh I did, gosh. I traveled, basically did the con circuit, because back then in the early aughts, there was like four contests that were kind of considered the best cosplay contests in the U.S. And you just kind of traveled to them and you would see the same, you know, competitive groups that would go to all of them and you'd become really good friends with them. And you'd be like, all right, who's showing up with what now? Oh, that jerk just brought a Gundam. I guess we're hosed. Um, I mean, you learn the cosplay contest drinking game. You you just it was it was just a lot of fun. But after a while, you're kind of like, I need a break. And but the great thing about contest is, is you come back and it can be overwhelming at sometimes if you take a break because there's so many new techniques and tools and everything. But it's also oh, really yeah. inspiring to see how like different it's gone and how like what can you take from the new stuff and like the new trends and cosplay contests and integrate them into your skill set. Mm-hmm. So if you fall off yeah. the wagon, get back yeah. on. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fell off. I think I took a hiatus for like four years, and I don't know. I started like 2005, or I don't remember somewhere around in there. And uh, then I like was like, all right, I'm going to college now, so I'm going to get off of this. And then I took a hiatus for a couple of years, um, and then came back to it after grad school. And I was like, wow, what I was doing at the master level back then wouldn't even place at beginner level here. Oh, God. <laughs> so it was like relearning all the way over again, which was great. Like, it was a master inspiration. Like, I got to get back at the master level now. I'm not, you know, I got to reclaim my, my rightful place in my my class. So yeah, that was every, exciting. <laughs> every time Tiffany and, and her sister compete at the con that, that my home con, I always like messes them. I'm like, you jerks, you hand wefted a wig. Now everyone's going to have it. I want to do that. Oh my gosh, you're that so, person. <laughs> I, I love crafting. But to be honest, we'd heard, I'm like I said, I, my usual circuit's the Midwest, but we'd heard about, you know, NDK. And they were like, this used to be like a qualifying location for WCS. Or like, well, crap, I'm not going to show up in like, you know, rags. I got to show out. So that was the first time I'd ever done <laughs> Sakuzo design. 
And I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I wouldn't have done it if you don't travel and learn like the rules of other areas and that the, your contest level is just a different, is different and sometimes higher than what you're used to. So it pushes you to be better. And I'm very appreciative. Like the NDK crowd, it was really fun. It was kind of fun. The whole Midwest delegation came up. We took our friends and swept up some awards, which was pretty cool. Um, oh my gosh. That's, that. that's last, amazing. They came and threatened to come down here and take our awards. And I was like, but. <laughs> so it started an impromptu regional war between Denver and Kansas. Yeah, that's how Luffs happens. That's how it works. It's awesome. That's like I, if you go, I like, it. I mean, I like Anime Expo used to be that that crowd. And now so many, like, so many of, like, the more established cosplayers are, like, I mean, I remember being in a green room with Matt Miller, you know, just shooting the shit wow. while we were backstage <laughs> waiting for our contest to go because he was the cosplayer. And then Charlene um, Ingram, who was the brand manager for Sailor Moon at Viz, she was a cosplayer that I met um, oh through cosplaying contests. I mean, like, there's so many people that you just meet in the green room and then they just go on to still be in, in the... You know, maybe not the cosplay fandom, but still in in the the that world, and it's just hilarious yeah. to see where you all end up. Yeah, yeah. We were talking briefly um, in the earlier episode about how fun it is just to meet people when you are part of the con- cost- contest uh, kind of world in oh. general. Um, even on day of, just waiting waiting in line for for you know every line that you have to wait into. Um, on the uh, the contest day and how the whole experience is is something that a lot of people just enjoy that experience um, making friends and seeing people whose work you've been following for a long time it's you know kind of fun it takes a special kind of person to want to donate most of their convention time to sitting in a room waiting to hear right. if your costume is good or not so like <laughs> yeah. you really get to know people on actually that's where I met Mandy I think I met you at I forget which no Nebcon like many years ago and not yeah. Mandy. I don't know, several well, years I mean, ago. It was and like 2013, I think. Maybe four. Yeah, somewhere around in there, I think. Yeah, that's where I met you. And like a lot of my other friend group, I met them in the green room at conventions. And it was just like, you know, chit-chatting about crafting. Like, what is wrong with us? Why are we back here doing this? while well, everybody else is having fun at the convention. But we're perfectly happy to be back here talking about seams. You know, there's, there's a special kind of person that does that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you really <laughs> that's <for> sure. <laughs> Well, um, let's talk a little bit uh, more about the the group, the cosplay, cosplay contest support group. Um, so you started this group, uh, Tiffany. You founded it right around the same time Sheeprop was founded. Oh, I did. I did my homework, and because I, I think it was two thousand, like March of two thousand eighteen. That sounds about right. And, yeah, um, and I'm curious. I, and I know that you talked a little bit briefly about about it starting but but was there a moment where you decided like I need to have a forum I need to have a space where we can talk about this and we can be together was there a moment that that became clear to you yeah I think I spent a little bit of time in the cosplay help and advice group and every so often there'd be questions about how to compete and there'd just be a swath of information that would be flying back and forth and I was like it'd be really great because this group is cosplay help and advice is mainly for how to obtain costumes how to make them where to find mm-hmm. supplies to make your costume or whatever else. And I was like, okay, this is clearly not the form for this. And there's so many people with a bunch of different opinions that don't really know how contests work. Uh, that would be really <laughs> great to have a space where we could have some informed conversation. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was like my light bulb moment. And then kind of sitting in POC cosplayers, which is my other hat, and people that would talk about contest stuff here and there. And I'd be like, wow, it'd be really great to have like a space where we could just all talk on the same page with people that have been in the f- like been doing this for a while and give advice when needed or listen. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where that came from. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I just thought that was so interesting that we kind of started our groups at the same at the same time. I didn't even um, think about SheePop until, I think it was Cosplay Help and Advice where, I don't know, maybe it was, there was another Facebook group that's like craftsmanship oriented that I won't mention that tends to be kind of toxic and I just didn't want to be <laughs> in, and have like more expert knowledge of crafting. And then somebody yeah. mentioned she props a great place for that. So then, then I discovered she props. So it was like a really nice little, <laughs> little Yay. way out all those cosplay groups. Yeah, I I love it. It's and I was thinking the other day. Um, now that we we have some of these resources, like your your group and my group and some of the other really actual helpful groups that do not tolerate. Uh, rude people and bigotry and all of that negative stuff. Um, how how much better my cosplay day 
has become. <laughs> um, you know, like when, when you surround yourself with good people and good conversations, how, how much that can benefit everyone. Um, I am, I'm wondering how, how have you seen your group evolve since you, since you started it? And how has that had an effect on, on, on the both of you? Has it, has it affected your, your cosplay life at all? Or um, the way that you, the way that you interact with other cosplayers? You know, I hope that question okay, is clear. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been, been a beginner. So hearing some of the mm-hmm. questions that people have has made me a better showrunner because it's helped me mm-hmm. figure out, well, this is clearly a question that people are having. Let me clarify that in the rules. So I think that's been, I, I've been finding that to be an invaluable like lesson from the group. Okay, these are questions that people have that I would not have thought would have been a question just because I've just been doing it for so long. So I mm-hmm. can very easily clarify things in the in the rules of the contest that I run. Um, a lot of it was like, uh, like questions about how accuracy works or how judging works and all that good stuff. And I thought, well, this is a great place where I can make people who have a lot of fear about judging not be afraid anymore by just clarifying something. So mm-hmm. I think that's been really good. And it's also really great to hear from other people that have different perspectives, like Mandy and uh, there's Lauren's in there. A couple of my other friends from the circuit, Janella and um, I think, uh, what is her name? I'm going to blank on names. I'm just terrible at that. But (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of other people in the group who have either been following or have known about their skills. So it's just really great hearing their perspectives and also hearing from perspectives from around the country. Like I said, I'm in the Midwest. Um, I travel a little bit here and there, but it's also great about hearing from people that grow up in different cosplay contest environments and how they run things. So I, I overall, I feel like it's really helpful for me to have knowledge of what's going on around the country and around the world. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's important. And, and I think it's it's important to, um, I'm glad to hear someone is really trying to to make those changes and um, to be those changes and to present those those these topics to everyone to remind everyone that this is a growing process. This is an evolving process and the conversations can't stop. We can't have just one way of doing everything because everything is changing around us and we have to be able to adapt and to fold everybody into it and take everyone along with us along the way. Yeah. I, I, I host a lot of panels and most of them are on like cosplay contests and cosplay presentations when I guess somewhere, but I think it's also specifically for me, it's made me think about like, I remember on your podcast one last time, one thing that really struck me is I think Cowboy, I think it was Cowboy Crunchies who said, you know, we know a novice when we see one and we know a journeyman or an, whatever they're calling it, the individual one or the middle one, uh-huh. intermediate. The we know them when we yeah. see them. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's very true of a lot of judges of like, I know it when I see it, but trying to, that's very, you know, that doesn't help a novice who's like, how do I get out of being a novice? You're like, right. Try harder. No, um, <laughs> no. And it's not that they don't try hard. No. That's the thing. Cause you don't, you're like, it's not that you're not trying hard enough. I can clearly see you're trying hard enough. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it, I think it's made me think about very hard about how I give advice because I think that's one of the problems not problems in the group, but that's one of the issues I've realized that have come up in the group through the best of intentions is that the advice you would give a novice is not the advice you would give a master. And, mm-hmm. but yes, it, but on the same note, it is the same advice. So mm-hmm. for the example, like I use food a lot when it like food, you food euphemisms to explain cosplay a lot, because it seems to be easier. Like masters are cooking your Thanksgiving dinner. They're cooking yeah. everything and anything. <laughs> Novices, you, they eventually want to look up to the Thanksgiving dinner, but they're not going to get there. So you need to focus. Mm-hmm. What do you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on the baked potatoes? Do you want to focus on the turkey? <laughs> like we can give you all the advice for all of the different pieces, but you're going to get overwhelmed. And you certainly don't need to be able to cook all the dishes as a novice. Just focus on one or focus on not burning down the kitchen and getting a couple out the door. Like there's there's a lot of different ways you can move towards the turkey, the Thanksgiving dinner. Um mm-hmm. But all of that advice is helpful. You just have to be able to take it. So I think I've been much much more mindful of being gentle with advice. Like, I'm going to give you a lot of advice if you want to or what, you know, what makes you happy? What excites you? What will keep you, like, going with this this hobby? What keeps you, you know, if you, as you said before, if you're miserable, this is not, you're not, mm-hmm. this is not going to go well at all. 
So what yeah. what can you do that is not miserable for you that you're going to enjoy? And that's the advice we can give you to really take and start running with. Because at a novice, we're not trying to get you to the best, most perfect costume. We're trying to get you excited so you can keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's really great advice. I, I don't think that I really thought about it in that way that everyone, yeah, depending on where you're at, that needs a different level of, well, not level of, of advice, but they're looking at things very differently and their, their experiences are very different. And so, yeah, don't throw the whole Thanksgiving meal at them all at once because yeah. that's, or, or expect that they would be able to make that after, after, yeah. you know, just learning how to boil water. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing as a judge, you don't think about it. You're like, of course, I'm not expecting them to, to, to get the whole Thanksgiving dinner, but to the novice hearing that they're like, oh my God, I have to do all these things, all these things I'm not right. doing. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then they're done. They're done for contest right. for a long while, if not forever, because right. you've scared right. them off. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think this, this current, um, this current not climate of cosplay, but that with all of the different techniques and tools and materials and things that we can, that we have access to is very, very overwhelming. Um, we get a lot of questions in SheProp from people who are wondering where, how they can start cosplaying, how they can start making this. It's my first, this is my first costume and I've never made anything before, but I want to make this big giant thing with wings and I want to make it in time for like this comp, this competition next year. Um, where do I start? <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, that's, we, we do get some questions and I like, like you, I, I just want them to not get so overwhelmed that they rage quit. Right. I know that I would, I would definitely like I well I can't learn LEDs and learn how to cut EVA foam in the same week like that's just not where that's just not my my thing it's just not fair to ask myself to do that I think a lot of people put a lot of um, stress on themselves um, high expectations on themselves to um, to be at that master level when they're when they're seeing all the shiny all the shiny big builds yeah exactly I think the beginner class you can use that to decide if you even like competing because it only gets mm-hmm. intense from there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have a little bit of an Icarus complex myself in that I will just do all sorts of stuff, even though I know it's out of my skill range, just because I like to see mm-hmm. if I can, which means sometimes mm-hmm. I fly too close to the sun and it crashes and burns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I think every every master cosplayer is like that, or master level cosplayer. And that's because you enjoy it. Like, you're like, well, I'm going to mm-hmm. kill myself, but I'm going to love every minute of it. Whee! <laughs> but, that's, but like, not, yeah. And that's why compa- that's why most people find green room so much fun because that bre- that breed of cosplayer like someone who truly enjoys that just murdering themselves on a time budget knowing you're going up against everyone's else best plan to murder themselves. I mean yeah. that's that is not for everyone but if you find people who are like that I can almost guarantee 9 times out of 10 they're going to be one of your favorite co- like cosplay people in general. They're mm. just a certain personality type, a certain energy type that you will go perfectly with. And that's why so many cosplayers are like Pfft. I mean the awards yes, they're great, but it's the green <laughs> yeah. room that makes it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if right. you didn't like other things other than winning cuz you're not going to win everything and that's just a fact. You have to like also enjoy the the process, the people that you're with, the community aspect of it. Like you got to find other things that you enjoy and outside of awards. Mm-hmm. Like don't get me wrong, I love awards. I'm a competitive person, mm-hmm. but you don't. That's <laughs> not the be all end all of of cosplay contests. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think that I was into competing um, quite often, and then I've, then there was one. I think one Emerald City. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to compete this year. I'm just going to enjoy it. And I really liked that. I was like, oh, okay, I kind of I kind of really dig this. I'm comfortable. I'm out of my costume. I get to watch everybody else on stage now. I get to, you know, record things for my friends as they do crazy things on stage and share it with them later. It's like it became a different kind of experience for me. Although now that I've done two episodes at this point about competitions, now I'm like, oh, I kind of want to <laughs> again. <laughs> that would be awesome. Please do. I mean, we'll if anything, just to, just, just to have fun and twirl, twirl around on a stage in probably some bulky armor. <laughs> yeah, do it. Well, and, you know, that's that's a great advice. You know, go and watch a contest is also great advice for people who want to get into it. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know where I start. And I'm like, OK, calm down. 
just <laughs> one year, just go watch it because that'll set your mm-hmm. sights on what is realistic. Because I think a lot of them, with the internet the way it is and social media the way it is, you'll see, you know, master lever cosplayers or or cosplayers who are really amazing at photo shoots, which are not necessarily the same mm-hmm. thing. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Right. But mm-hmm. you get a very distorted idea of what's going to be in the contest. So once you go to the contest and you see what, you know, what does a novice look like? What does an intermediate look like? It becomes a lot less scary because your point of reference is much more realistic. If you're mm-hmm. going into a contest for the first time and have never seen one, you're going to panic. Just go watch one. See if you enjoy watching watching one then go join it that's that's excellent advice listeners that's great advice <laughs> that's really great advice and yes, look at what kind go. of pieces in each category so that way you're like okay well i can see this is what a beginner winner looks like at least for this sh- <laughs> at least for this show mm-hmm. so this is what an intermediate's doing and this is what a master's doing then it kind of helps you calibrate and decide what it is that you should bring for your own costume piece if you're gunning for that gunning for the prize mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and there's a difference. There, there's a difference also in mindset between I'm going for gold and I'm going for fun. There's, exactly. I mean, you should always be going for fun, but there's there's a slightly different <laughs> advice to give if you're going for gold. So, right, exactly. Well, this has been such an informative um, chat. Thank you so much for 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 kind of blowing my mind on on a few of these things. You know, I'm always learning, and I'm part of this podcast for me is to get to chat with people that I don't know that I would normally talk to because I don't live in the same state and I might not necessarily go to the same cons. Uh, But this is a subject that I've been really wanting to get a little bit more in depth on. And it's been awesome talking to the both of you about all of this. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Did you, do you want to go over the big, the big elephant in the room before we quit though? Sandbagging? Yes. Let's do it. Yep. Sandbagging. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what, what is sandbagging? Let's talk about it. Sandbagging, as far as I know, and I might not be wrong, but sandbagging, the term came from the International Costuming Guild rules. Um, and there's there's kind of the definition of sandbagging. And then over time, there's kind of been a small caveat of this is also called sandbagging, but it's not always. So we'll start with the main one. The sandbagging is if you have won a major award in an outfit and you take that same outfit without changing it to a same size contest or smaller and enter mm-hmm. at the same level, that's called sandbagging. So basically, let me give an example. So let's say that I did, we'll do Sailor Moon. For some reason, yes. I won Sailor Moon. I'm in Sailor <laughs> Moon. And I... I enter it at uh, my local convention, NDK, and I win first place masters. Let's say not best in show, but first place masters, which is still considered a top award. And then I took it to a little small con. We'll use NEBCON, which is a convention up in Nebraska, which is much smaller, um, and went there and entered the same outfit, not changing anything. That's sandbagging because you've already won an award. You're going to a much smaller convention and a much less competitive pool, and it's a costume that's already been awarded a top award. That's called sandbagging. Mm-hmm. Um, the caveat of that is that if I had taken that same outfit and, say, went to Anime Expo, which is a much larger, much more competitive not as bad, but you better tell the con coordinator that you have won an award and where it was, because they might still tell you no. Um, but you have a chance. You always go to a, you know, it's a big fish, small pond. You always have to be going to a bigger pond, or you better be mm-hmm. remaking the costume. The other kind of side asterisk of what people sometimes also consider sandbagging is if you uh, either knowingly enter at the wrong level. So I I would consider myself a master level competitive cosplayer. If I went to a convention and entered it intermediate or beginning, that's sandbagging because you're being a jerk just to win awards. Um, mm-hmm. And then if it sometimes is also considered sandbagging if since I've, I'm a master level and I've done a bunch of places of just competing at all at a smaller convention. That's mm-hmm. not, that's more of like a, you know, is it, is it tacky? Is it, why, why are you competing at a small one when you're beating up all these poor novices? Why are you doing this? <laughs> um, 
So that's that's yeah. more considered tacky than actually sandbagging, but I've seen that called sandbagging. It's basically any time that you knowingly try to put yourself at an advantage when you know you shouldn't just to get awards. Nobody likes that kind of thing. And I, I, I guess in discussions that I've seen online about, about the topic, the people who are def- not defending it, but they're they're bringing up other aspects like, well, if it's not a rule in the contest, then should it be allowed? That's Do you so, know what I mean? Yeah. And this is my stance on it as like, a, you know, when I'm running shows, I like things to be as easy as possible. So I just ban everything that if, if you've won a category or a major award for it, regardless of the size of the contest, you can't mm-hmm. enter it because mm-hmm. the internet will fly away and take things. She just doesn't want to deal with the emails. <laughs> I don't. Like, I just don't want to deal with it. I'm too busy. So, and it's just, yeah, I think yeah. it makes it hard. So I personally don't consider it sandbagging if you, I don't believe in unwritten rules. So if it's not a rule, then it's probably, it's on the table, regardless of what the community feels about it. And we know the court of public opinion is different than what is law, oftentimes, or I guess rules or policy. So I'm not going to squawk too much if it is not a rule. Granted, the internet will care. They will drag you across the galaxy if you if you try it. So from that standpoint alone, I would just avoid doing it altogether. But you can't get too mad at somebody if it's not a rule. And uh, so I, I think there's some, there's some gray area there. And I know there's been some arguments in the group of like, well, I spent a lot of money and time in this costume. I should be able to compete it more than once. So my answer to that is that cosplay is, again, a self-elected thing. You put in the money that you can afford to, you put in the time that you can afford to do, the energy, and I get it, it sucks if you can only win one award in the thing. But that's also why you kind of, at least for me, I'm a little bit strategic about the contests I enter. If I know I only have one shot at, at placing, then I'm not going to enter at a library con where my prize is Halloween candy. So I <laughs> think it's something that I want. So it's kind of like, you got to like think a little bit, think about where you're going to go with your costume. What is it you want to do? And right. so, yeah, I, I think that the sandbagging thing, people, again, there's community standards, which is, you know, you don't enter the same costume twice and people get very angry when they don't win things or if they see something they, they deem to be unjust. There was an issue in the group a couple of months ago, I want to say, where somebody was accused of sandbagging but they really weren't because it wasn't a rule. They had been following the rules. There was no rule against them not competing in a category award-winning piece. And so they got angry and like all this stuff kind of went through. And like, well, you can't, it wasn't a rule. So you can't expect people to have the same standards. We can't even agree on the same definition of what sandbagging is. It's different right. from region. When I came up, it was about entering, you know, as a master entering at a beginner level. Mm-hmm. But of course that definition, you know, it just depends. We can't even agree on whether it's a cosplay contest or a masquerade. So you can't like, you know, I just feel like you yeah. got to go with what the rules say. Yeah. I, I would agree. There was um, DreamHack. The DreamHack came to Denver one time, and I had a friend who was working, and he's like, please compete. I'm like, I don't have anything new. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Please just, we need entries. <laughs> and so, like, I read the rules, and sure enough, there was no sandbagging rule. And I emailed them, and I, was, I even emailed them. And I'm like, uh, so, yeah, do you want me to bring something that's already won? Is that against the rules? They're like, oh, my God, no. We just want the biggest and prettiest on the stage just so it's more entertaining. And I was like, all right, fine. I guess I'll bring something I won. But I mean, so I, I agree. Sometimes the contests knowingly do that. Sometimes they don't knowingly do that. And then that's when you reach out to them and they're like, hey, maybe you should have this be a rule next year. But I completely yeah. agree. If it's not in the rules then everyone's on the same playing field. So if if you have read the rules, as you should, and as the number one most recommended advice that anyone will give on the, the com is that read the rules, step one, read the, read rules. the rules. Step two, <laughs> read the rules again. If it's not now, in I'm, the rules, that everyone's still on the same, everyone's still on the same playing field. And that's the main thing about sandbagging is making sure that it's still an even and fair playing field that encourages people to still be in contest because it's not always about the top winner it's about that's if if it was just about you know one winner take all we just want to award the best one there's no reason we would give awards for novices there's no reason we would give awards for intermediate but it's not about that costume contests haven't been about that for a very long time it's about fostering a community that supports and encourages and gives an outlet to recognize craftsmanship which is not something that is always easily done Mm -hmm. yeah very well. Very well said. Very important to note. So if you, some closing thoughts, I'm, I'm interested in knowing if, um, if you could have two or three rules that are the same, what would you like to see? I would say straight out the gate, 
rules that prohibit discriminatory practices. If you show up yes. in blackface, you should be banned. I don't even, I can rant yes. about that for days, but nothing that depicts demeaning, like disgusting caricatures of people um, based off of your race, sexuality, religion, none of that stuff should be allowed. Mm -hmm. I wish every contest would have some kind of diversity statement that they adhere to and will insta-ban you if you show mm -hmm. up in something like that. Um, I yes. would think that would make a lot of people more comfortable because I, I, I kind of polled the POC group about this. And among other things, one of the biggest concerns was they're like, I'm worried about not winning an award because I don't canonically match the character because of my race mm -hmm. or my body type, whatever have you. And that's so sad. And, you know, I'm, I'm black. I compete in characters that are outside of my race all the time. And I mean, it's happened once. I did get I did get DQ'd, not DQ'd, prohibited from winning an award because of my race. And that was said to me to my face. And um, yeah, it was. Oh, my story. God. Yeah. It was not a great, it wasn't a great feeling. Jesus. So again, going know, back to so important, having good judges. Exactly. Yeah. Person was a terrible, good God. one of my terrible judge stories, but yeah. So those kinds of things I think are absolutely inherent to have in the cosplay contest rules. Mm -hmm. I would also say having some kind of, uh, some kind, I don't know. I, I guess I'm on the fence about having, well, I guess I wish, I wish people would clarify is be more specific about clarifying what kind of contest it is. Is this mm -hmm. a craftsmanship contest? Is this a performance mm -hmm. contest? Is this a big mm -hmm. shiny contest where you just walk across mm -hmm. the stage? There's no craftsmanship whatsoever. It's just the biggest and shiniest costume that's there. Fine, just let mm -hmm. me know. So that way I know before I put a bunch of energy into competing there. <laughs> I love very clear rules. Uh, yeah. Those are probably the two biggest ones. Because I like variety. Mm -hmm. I like I like a variety of things. Um, sometimes I want to perform and sometimes I just want to craft. So having that ability to do either I think is fun. So like a scoring, uh, uh, a stated scoring criteria. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be specific. Yeah. Okay, well, this is a majority craftsmanship contest. Cool, I know what right. you're doing. So yeah, I like those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, other than co-signing all of those, especially the first one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, mine would probably be divisions, uh, like skill divisions. And I the reason I say that is because I like skill divisions are actually fairly newish. They weren't always, especially in anime cons, there weren't always skill divisions. And there's nothing so frustrating than losing to a three-year-old because they're adorable. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. The three-year-olds always win. They always win. Why are they at the always. contest? So yes. I would say divisions even. And, and the nice thing about divisions is they're adaptable depending on the, depending on anything of what comes, walks in the door as, you know, Cabot mm -hmm. Crunchies was mentioning, or I think it was her. Oh, um, them, but, uh, you know, the judges can move you around depending on what walks yes. in the door at that contest. Yeah. So, yeah. but it, it'll, it, again, it allows you to better foster individual skill levels rather than winner take all. So I think having mm -hmm. skill divisions, even if they're not universal, like there's no definition that can be universally applied about what a skill division is. I think having skill divisions is important because you can mm -hmm. adapt them to suit your own needs and your own community. Yeah. Awesome. I think that is important as well. I think it's really important. And also from a judge's perspective, it's kind of nice to, to, to be able to, to use that as a, as a guideline, um, for sure. <laughs> I agree. Makes it easier. Oh, God. Yeah. You got to beginners definitely. now. I know what to look for. <laughs> De definitely. Definitely. Um, well, so what is next for the both of you? What do you have coming up? Oh, boy. We contests. are in con contests, both running and competing. So, uh, I have two contests coming up that we're directing, right? They're actually back to back. I don't, I'm crying. So March, I'm just going to take off work the entirety of March. <laughs> just going to be not going to be there, <laughs> which isn't true. Work. But uh, NakaCon is, oh, I take that back. First contest, contest we're probably going to hit up is C2E2. So we're going to check mm -hmm. that out. And then um, NakaCon, which is my home con, my first convention is in March, the second week of March. And then Planet Comic Con is the other contest that I run and we'll be there. I co-run it with my sister, both Naka and Planet. Okay. That's the week after that. So we'll be doing those kinds. Oh my gosh. And then <laughs> yeah, you're gonna... at the end of March. You're going to be pretty gonna... busy. <laughs> oh yeah. March is going to be, there's no one hears from me in March. That's why I'm just in contest hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm competing at the end of March. So should be a good month. Yeah. How far are you are on you your allowed? costume? Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that? Or is that all kind of I'll keep under what I'm lock making. and key? I'll keep what I'm making it the secret, but I currently have okay. a giant piece of paper on my wall with my body sketched out on it so I can proportion this costume. Ooh, this yeah. Proportioning. Uh, yeah. 
Nice. I duck dummied myself. So I've got like a bus sitting on the floor glaring at me. Why don't you work on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's, <laughs> it should be interesting. I'm going out of my comfort zone. I've done a lot of ball gowns, so now I'm going to try and do something a little different. Awesome. And what do you have on your plate coming up? Um, so I was really busy because I was doing, I was um, helping work for Sailor Moon for about five years. And now that Stars is out, I'm kind of fancy free. Plus, I have the World Cosplay Summit coming up in July, August of next year. So we have three outfits that we're making. And then in addition to that, we have our competition outfit that we're making. And we are changing it from what we qualified with. Um, so, yeah, oh. that's... I'm that is exciting. Oh, my it's, gosh. I'll be more excited when it's done. Right now, it's just terror. Um, <laughs> but you're having fun, right? That's the whole point of it, right? I, you're having fun? I, I am masochistically having fun. No, yeah. So right now, we're kind of doing the fun phase. Because the fun phase for me is like planning, shopping, fun, making panic-driven, meltdown, performing, fun. Um, Same. So Sounds right familiar. Now we're in, yeah, we're in the buying the buying phase, um, which we really need to be. We're doing some of the making phase, but we probably should be doing it more right now. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's it's. I'm excited. It's a little. It's. I mean, World Cosplay Summit is one of the biggest contests in the world, if not the biggest contest in the world. And you have 52 countries being their biggest and baddest and best at you. And we all, many of us have a year plus to plan for it. So that's slightly terrifying, Um, (laughs) especially since it's like, I don't know if you know anything about the World Cosplay Summit, but there's two people, no stage hands, three stage props. That's it. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's all you can have. No stage hands to help you on. No stage hands to move things around. Only the two of you, the duos. So there's there's a lot of love stories and there's a lot of people dying um, because that's about <laughs> all you can do with two people. So not only do you have to come up with a skit with two people, you have to come up with a skit that no one has seen when the contest has been running for uh, eight, ten years, something like that. So yeah, there's. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Well, I can't wait to. Um to catch up with that after that after that happens because i'm imagining that you have to keep everything kind of on the dl until then you're no is this we all don't in secret, all. Or no one cares no, no i can tell you no um, oh. we, we've kind of told oh. we've kind of said on our on our instagram but we're doing um characters from uh grand blue fantasy which is oh. a mobage game that oh. also has an anime that's very good oh my gosh. But yeah well, I'm, ex- I'm i'm looking forward to seeing well, thank seeing you <laughs> We're cheering for you. I'm so excited. Oh and when Thanks. when is when is that? Oh, uh, it is July, August. So we've got a while. Um, oh, you probably... got what six months? Seven yeah, months. <laughs> don't say yeah. that, please. Sorry, don't. sorry. <laughs> no, no. Oh. Oh, that was really mean of me to do. To you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, yeah, no. So it's we've we've got a while, and and we've been working yeah. on it since we got picked at Anime Expo in July, since we were selected. Um, oh, so we, so we're, exciting. we're already pretty well down the road, especially on our skits presentation. But that's, that's the fun thing. Um, cause I, one thing that's changed over the years is I think costume or cosplay contests specifically have switched more to heavy craftsmanship and presentation mm-hmm. has gone by the wayside. Um, and I, I love the presentation part of, of costume contests. So it's, it's been kind of a bummer to see it go that way for me personally. Um, mm-hmm. I think and, yeah, it's different here in the states versus internationally because internationally the game is mostly presentation it seems like yeah the european circuits but like yeah yeah it's you know it makes my craft very happy but like i understand yeah Yeah. and i've been i like whatever i i used to run a i used to run a major comic-con um uh cosplay contest and i just got out of it because they didn't they didn't really want it they wanted to have a more audience focused contest and that was not the showrunner i was going to be so um but I've, yeah, I've, I've missed, I've missed the presentation part. So I'm excited that WCS is not 100% presentation, but it's much more has presentation weighted than a lot of, of, uh, us contests are. So that's very exciting for me. Cause I get to stretch those, those cosplay competition muscles that I don't always get to use all the time. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, where can our listeners find both of you online if they want to catch up with your work and, and, and follow things? as you are working on stuff. Yeah, I'll probably be panicking posting come March anyway. That's what I tend yeah. to do. <laughs> um, uh, on Facebook, my sister and I were pros and cons cosplay on Facebook and pros and cons cosplay on Instagram. If you just want to hear me screaming into the void on Twitter, uh, my cosplay <laughs> handle is Complex Icarus. 
which is a nod to my Icarus complex of craftsmanship. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, I do have a Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't update it as much. You can much more find me on Instagram at Tekka Cosplay, or you can follow our um, WCS duo at Birds of Cosplay. And we haven't updated a whole bunch since Anime Expo, but there's about to be a flood of progress photos coming up in the next couple of months. So check us out oh there. I can't wait to go do exactly that. That's going to be awesome. Oh, and where can people find the Cosplay Contest Support Group? Yes, we are on Facebook at Cosplay Contest Support Group. And there's also a secondary one for showrunners. So if you're a Cosplay Contest director, it's Cosplay Contest Runners Assemble, which my sister runs. So it's a place where we can chit chat about how to run costume contests, how to create equitable rules and all that good stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Those are really great resources. Um, So, yeah, this has been super super informative and we i knew that we were going to do this we totally ran over the the time frame that i wanted to stay within but that always happens i i think it's just a pipe dream of mine to keep these episodes short that's never going to happen but i had a lot of fun talking with you both thank you so much again for joining me thanks for um, having us this was a lot of fun yes. i love talking thank you for having yeah. us absolutely um and i can't wait to see your your progress on your on your projects and to see you in the group i'm definitely gonna go check that out a little bit more and participate oh and now my cat is trying to throw herself out of my window <laughs> so i think we're probably no, gonna go now we go grab you okay sorry about that no that, that was just adorable. in time <laughs> just in time to say thanks for listening everybody <laughs> Um, and again my name is Beverly down in Creative Studios um, and you can find our Sheep Prop group on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and I just started the YouTube channel up so all these episodes are going to be up there as well All right, all right. well thank you so much Tiffany and Mandy thank you very very much for joining me absolutely and we'll talk to you later (laughs) bye bye bye